This is Tani Talks Radio, the year where we talk about a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. This year should be in the merit of the safe and healthy return of all the captives. We're so happy that some of the captives were returned home. They should be healthy, happy, and safe now and always. But we should be zochah to see speedily all of the safe return of all of the captives. For the refuah shalim of all of the injured and sick. And for the safety, protection, and success of all the soldiers and all our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. We should only know from good things and we should only hear from Hatzlacha. And everyone should be Matzlich and eradicating evil and eradicating terrorism and barbaric people and elements and Amalek and all types of things throughout the world. And we should be Zohar to see Mashiach and the building of the third base image speedily in our days. And may that day, in fact, be today. Throughout history, there have been many leaders. Some have been great, while others have been terrible. Some did wonderful things, while others were downright awful. Leaders came and come in many shapes and sizes, with some accomplishing terrific feats, while others committed horrific atrocities. What makes a person become a leader, and how does one do good while another one does bad? If we look at the colorful people in the history of the world, and of course within the Jewish people themselves, different types of leaders arose with different worldviews, opinions, and character. There are many different types of leaders throughout history. There are many different types of characters throughout history. And there were many different types around. Some did wonderful things. Some were great. Others were terrible. Some did wonderful things. Others were downright awful. They came and go. They come in many shapes and sizes. Some did terrific feats and some were horrific. The question is, how does a person become a leader? How do you do good while another one does bad? Just to reiterate. If we look at the colorful people in the history of the world, and of course within the Jewish people themselves, different types of leaders arose with different worldviews, opinions, and character. How does one person go from a businessman to lead an entire country? How can a farmer rule a whole land? How does a young Hebrew servant end up leading a whole empire for the longest reign of any Jewish ruler? Lahabdal to the negative, how does a drunken boar spewing vile hate, venom, and anger go on to lead a whole country as a dictator spewing evil, murder, and atrocity after atrocity. On the flip side, how does a man with a speech impediment, a fugitive from his foster's parents' palace, go on to become the greatest leader in our history? The question then really becomes, what actually makes and forms a leader? What are the elements involved in a leader and what makes one lead well to positively impact the world? If we think about some famous personas in our history, there are some elements that may jump out at us. We think about Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yehoshua, David, Shlomo, Yoshiyahu, Chizkiyahu, and Yosef, among others. These were strong-willed people with courage bravery, chesed, strength, truth, and humility, among many other wonderful qualities on their side. They were, these were people, servants of Hashem, who wanted to bring more godliness to the world and lead the world to a better place. These are all elements that a leader needs to have. I want to pause and look at different quotes about leadership. Try to focus 
on a few of the quotes. Try to let them resonate with you, to sit with you, to penetrate deep into your heart and deep into your consciousness. If you can take a few of the many quotes read, it can follow you and propel you to be a leader in your own right. We know, of course, here in the fall, late fall of 2023, many people have stepped up to the plate, have become leaders, not just in the Tzavah, and the Tzavah HaHaganah Israel and Tzahal in IDF, but leaders, spiritual leaders, stepping up to the game, people, chesed leaders, stepping up to the game. I think of Rabbi Shai Grouch doing beautiful things with Yachad Nenatzeach. I think of that guy who sponsored the, the tickets, hundreds of thousands of dollars for Mila women, for reservists and people to go back to the army. Different people stepping up and leading in so many different ways. Even a simple example, someone starting the Israel Good News Group, Good News Only, a place for good vibes. It's such a good WhatsApp, my favorite WhatsApp to read throughout the day. It is such a cool group. That was a leadership idea to take and say, I only want to post good, beautiful, heartwarming, wonderful news around the world. Anyone can be their own leader. You just have to figure out how to be the leader. Listen to these quotes. Most often, the man who becomes leader is not the one that knows the way, but the one who behaves as if he does. That comes from the Shimoni. The Talmud points out in Brachos 55a, we must not appoint a leader over the community without first consulting the people. The Talmud in Yerushalmi and Sanhedrin points out, as the generation, so the leader. As the leader, so the generation. Lahavdil, Lahavdil, Henry Kissinger points out that the task of the leader is to get his people from where they are to where they have not been. The Talmud points out in Brachos Lahavdil, of course, no leader should be set over the community without first consulting it. Lahavdil, 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 John Maxwell points out that a leader is one who knows the way who goes the way, and who shows the way. Know, go, and show the way. Lahavdil, J.K. Rowling, also, these are all Lahavdil from the, the Jewish quotes. It is a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it. Those who, like you, have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find to their own surprise that they wear it well. J.K. Rowling in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I don't know who said that quote, but it is a great quote. Roy T. Bennett points out that great leaders create more leaders, not followers. Ronald Reagan points out the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. John Maxwell says leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It is about one life influencing another. Warren Bennis points out that leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. Warren Bennis also points out that the most dangerous leadership myth is that leaders are born, that there is a genetic factor to leadership. That's nonsense. In fact, the opposite is true. Leaders are made rather than born. Kenneth Blanchard points out the key to successful leadership today is influence, not authority. John Maxwell says that a great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion, not position. 
Rosalind Carter points out a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. John Quincy Adams explains, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and become more, you are a leader. Fulham Wan points out there are three essentials to leadership. Humility, clarity, and courage. Vince Lombardi says leaders aren't born, they are made. And they are made just like anything else through hard work. And that's the price we'll have to pay to achieve that goal or any goal. So we see leadership really involves different elements, especially being for the people, by the people, with the people, involving much hard work. The leader needs to have elements within himself to propel him and those around him involving much effort and much exertion. Safari points out, from David to Destruction, that talking about the rise and fall of Shlomo HaMelech, Shlomo HaMelech's great choice, talking about an element that may relate in a TED Talk by Bob Davids titled The Rarest Commodity is Leadership Without Ego, Mr. Davids emphatically communicates that effective leadership can only be accomplished when the leader is wholly devoted to his or her people. The ineffective leader is one who is self-serving and whose goal is to advance his or her own interests. If you're selfish, if you're self-serving, the leadership is never going to grow and never going to go. The ineffective leader is one who is self-serving, is one whose goal is to advance his or her own interests. That's not the good leader. We need the, in, we need the effective leader, not the ineffective leader. We need it to really work, to really be the right way for it to, to be the best type of leader. Hence, a leader must put the people first, trying to help those around him as much as possible. A leader who is selfish, trying to promote himself, is not wholly devoted to the people, and thus not really the right type of leader. Let's look at a few more quotes about leadership from Rabbi Sachs Zatzal. He has some wonderful quotes about leadership. Always choose influence rather than power. It helps change people into people who can change the world. To be a leader, you do not need a crown or robes of office. All you need to do is to write your chapter in the story. Do deeds that heal some of the pain of this world and act so that others become a little better for having known you. A leader should never try to be all things to all people. A leader should be content to be what he or she is. Leaders must have the strength to know what they cannot be if they are to have the courage to be themselves. Leadership demands two kinds of courage, the strength to take a risk and the humility to admit when a risk fails. Parents and leaders must establish a culture in which honest, open, respectful communication takes place. One that involves not just speaking, but also listening, without a tragedy's waiting in the lee, in the wings. These quotes all explain to us 
the idea that leadership and leaders, it's not something that comes to extraordinary people or a superhero quality only found in the elite or upper echelons. This is something that can be captured by all of us in a simple and direct manner without doing even, with doing even small acts that can change the world and those around us, including ourselves. When I think of leaders and leadership, I think of the statement, which for me is really a mantra, from Pirkei Avos, Perig Bet Mishnahay, which should propel us to stand up and innovate or initiate something. The mantra helps guide me in general, push me in the past few years to begin initiate my different audio podcasts, and most recently, Tani Talks Radio, which we're now in season two of, for example. You can do what you can to stand up and lead to make a difference in the world, taking something you love, taking something you want to do, and propel it to great things. Let's read this statement together. Hu Haya Omer, Hillo, a fascinating character himself, fascinating character himself. Hu Haya Omer, he used to say, Uvimakum She'in Anashim, Hishtadel Lihios Ish. In a place where there are no men, strive to be a man. What is the explanation of this? The English explanation of Perkelvus points out that Beor, in a place where there are no men, strive to be a man, where there is no one else to take the initiative and assume responsibility, a person should take the leadership upon himself. If you have an idea, you have an inspiration, you have something to start or to create, you must do it. You must start it. You must be involved. You have to take that ability and you have to use it and capitalize on it and work with it in order to be able to do what you can to be involved. You really need to, to do what you can to listen, to make the world a better place. Do what you can to make the world better. If you have that idea, that inspiration, something to start or create, you must do it. You must start it. You must be the man and rise to the hour and to the occasion. If no one will be the leader, whether it be to start a minion, to make a meal train, to innovate a show, to start a food drive, a clothing drive, a toy drive, to do a chesed initiative, to have a lending library, whether it be for clothing or for books that we ourselves have in our own basement. I just reorganized recently where there's one bookshelf of the adult books, the Jewish books, Feldheim, Sharp Press, Art Scroll, and the other little bookshelf, little you know makeshift bookcase of just the kids' books. You do it. You start it. Literally can do it out of your own home. How wonderful, how terrific can it be if you do it? But remember, just because it starts with you doesn't mean it has to end with you. As you can't do everything, you can't complete everything alone as one person. We're only given, which should be Zohar, 120 years. So Perkei explains in Perkei Mishnah, Tedvav and Tedzayin, Rabbi Tarfon Omer Hayom Katsar Vahamalacha Merubah. The day is short, and there is so much to do. All you can do is start. You may not be able to finish, but you must at least be that leader to originate and bring to life the idea in mind. Rally those around you. Inspire people in your life. Lead with happiness, optimism, chesed to your families, 
friends, spouses, kids, and the like, as what you do impacts much more than what you say. Rabbi Sachs also explains there are seven principles of Jewish leadership from RabbiSachs.org. Allah Shalom. His neshama should have an aliyah. I'm sure he would have a lot of things to say about the current situation of the world in many different aspects, but we should only remember him for good and know him for good and listen to all his beautiful writings and sayings. So seven principles of Jewish leadership from Rabbi Sachs. Leadership, number one, begins with taking responsibility. Principle number two, no one can lead alone. Even Yehoshua and Moshe had the Zakanim, had the Sanhedrin. Even the, the, the Jewish kings had the Sanhedrin on their side also, like David and Melech. You can't lead alone. Principle number three, leadership is about the future. Principle number four, leaders learn. Principle number five, leadership means believing in the people you lead. Principle number six, leadership involves a sense of timing and pace. And principle number seven, leadership is stressful and emotionally demanding. If we could focus on but one of these principles for ourselves, we would well be on the way to become our own best leaders. We could be the best leaders of ourselves. We can do what we can to be our own best leaders. A leader then is not just someone who rules over a country, an empire, or a kingdom. A leader is someone who does good and inspires others. Someone who starts an idea and gets others to follow. Who brings light to the world and can influence or help others with setting the way and others following in those footsteps. We all can be and should be leaders with the trait of leadership. We just have to look at and learn at how to do so. Let's look at some sources involving elements of leadership. Leadership, as the Jastro points out, means authority, office, superiority. To love a trade and hate office like those of an authority when Yaakov decreed that the leadership should be Ephraim's, Hashem confirmed his word. Shemos points out, in Yudchet Chafhei, Moshe chose men with powers of leadership out of all of Israel, appointed them heads over the people of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Shemos Yudchet Chafalaf, you have to select people that have the powers of leadership. That's what Moshe did to follow Yisro's advice when he delegated the authority, delegated the leaders throughout the Bnei Yisrael. Bnei Yisrael. Throughout the Bnei Israel. And we look at Yaakov. We're going to come to Yosef in just a few weeks. We are here in late fall 2023. So in just a few weeks, we're going to come to the story. Uh, moving it over to Yosef. Barashas, Lamed Zayin, Gimel. Yaakov loved Yosef more than all his children because he was the son who took care of him in his old age. He made him a coat of many colors, thus marking him for leadership. Barashas, Lamed Chet, Aleph. The brothers demoted Yehuda from leadership for not giving them better advice concerning Yosef. They would have listened to him, whatever he told them. Yehuda went away from his brothers, and it says he went down. And then the whole story with Tamar happened. But he was in a leadership position, too. Obviously, later on, the leadership went back to Yehuda, Malchus Yehuda. He was the king, the king-king from him, I mean. And it should be Zoha to be restored speedily in our days with the coming of Mashiach and the building of the third base of speedily in our days. And may that day, in fact, be 
Today, we should be Zoha. Leadership means to inspire and try to propel others to rise in their lives, but it should be done with modesty for the position. The Gemara Antanas talks about how the Gemara says that the leadership is the performance of acts is considered a distinction, an honor to be a leader. Brachos points out in 58a, Rav Hanan, Barava, and Rabbi Yochanan says that all leadership and authority, even the most insignificant, the one responsible for distributing water, is appointed by heaven. Sanager points out on Davchet, there is the element coming to leadership. Moshe commands Yehoshua that you're going to come with the people into the land. Moshe says to him, you and the elders will come into the land of Israel together with the people. The elders will assist you in leadership because leadership cannot be done alone. The Medrash Tanchuma points out in Parshas Miketz coming very soon in a week, Parsha, in, a, in the weekly Parsha near you. Because you ascribe greatness to him, the Holy One must be said, since you do not seek to exalt yourself, be assured you will be elevated to greatness and to leadership. In relation to the leaders of the past, excuse me. We should realize that leadership is an honor from Hashem to do so, but it should be shared with others. We know Pirke Elvis points out in Perak Gimel, in Mishnah Yud, Hu haya omer kol sheruach habrios nocha hemanu, ruach hamakom nocha hemanu, v'chol she'en ruach habrios nocha hemanu, e'en ruach hamakom nocha hemanu. He used to say, one with whom men are pleased, God is pleased. But anyone from whom men are displeased, God is displeased. But Zoma also asks, later on in Perke Elvis, in Perak Dalin, Who is honored? Who is that that is honored? He who honors his fellow human beings. It is said, For those I honor, those who honor me, but those who spurn me shall be dishonored. That comes from Shmuel Aleph. Aisha also points out from Lori Palatnik, our sages also say, Who is honored? The one who runs from honor. The sages teach in ethics of the fathers, one who runs away from honor will find honor chasing after him. One who chases after honor will find honor running away from him. A man once went to his rabbi distressed. I don't understand. According to the sages, I should be honored. I'm living my life running from honor, yet no one honors me. The rabbi answered, that is because while you are running, you are always looking over your shoulder. True honor and leadership is not seeking or running after honor, but looking to honor and help Others, if you do good for others and seek to please Hashem with your deeds, Hashem will ensure it come back. It comes back to you with real honor and with others following you in the right ways. Perikayavah says many Mishnahs that really apply here in Perik Aleph Mishnah Yud. Shemaya explains Ehoves Hamalacha Usana Et Harabanut VeAltisvada LaRashut. Shmai Naftali received the oral tradition. Shmai used to say, "Love work, hate acting the superior, and do not the superior, and do not attempt to draw near to the ruling authority." Although society needs leaders, it does need leaders. The English explanation points out in the Bayor, such leadership can take its toll on a person. It is also dangerous to the person's own proper behavior, for oftentimes people in leadership abuse their positions. Perkei Ellis a little later says in Perak Bet. 
This is from Mishnah Gimel. Be careful in your dealings with the ruling authorities, for they do not befriend a person except for their own selfish needs. They seem like friends when it is to their own interest, but they do not stand by a man in his hour of distress. They do not help him. In his hour of distress, when he really needs the help, they're not there for him. They're not really caring for him. One need not avoid all positions of leadership. The explanation explains only those that are not for the sake of heaven. Because we need to be careful in seeking leadership roles as it could be a slippery slope to do it for the sake of Hashem. It will all go well with Hashem's help. Elvis points out in chapter 4, in paragraph 6, in Dalit Vav, Rabbi Yossi talks about Whoever honors the Torah is himself honored by others, and whoever dishonors the Torah is himself dishonored by others, as Rabbi Yossi points out. And then in 4.13, in Dalit Yagim, Rabbi Shimon talks about Shloshik Yisarim Haim, Keser Torah, Vekeser Kahuna, Vekeser Malchus, Vekeser Shem Tov, Ola Al Gabeim. Rabbi Shimon says there are three crowns, the crown of Torah, the crown of priesthood, and the crown of royalty, but the crown of a good name, Vekeser Shem Tov, Ola Al Gabeim, the crown of a good name, supersedes them all. That's the best type of crown to have. The English explanation points out that the, these are the representatives of the three types of leadership in Israel, the sage prophet, the priest who is connected to the temple, and the king who governs the people. A leadership position in society does not automatically entitle one to respect without any connection to actions. A leader who wishes to be respected must earn that respect by his deeds. Because real leadership that acquires respect is acquired with doing good. A good name is more powerful than any title, and that only comes about through helping others by using chesed, Torah, and mitzvos. Perkelis points out in 421, Rabbi Elazar HaKapar Omer, Dalid Chafalaf. HaKavod, Motzin, Esa'adam, and Olam. Rabbi Elazar HaKapar says, The desire for honor put a man out of this world. You have to make sure to lead for the right positions, the right reasons, the right aspects, and not to run after honor. It'll put a person out of this world, and it'll run away from him. Perkelvis points out in Parakeya in Chapter Five, Mishnah Yilchet Kol Mizakim Sarabim Ein Chet Bal Yadav Kol Amachatia Sarabim Ein Maspikim Biyado Lasos Chuva. Moshe Zachav Azikia Tzikas Hashem Asum Mishvatav in Israel. Yerabim Chatav Hachatia Sarabim Zochus Sarabim Talei Boish Nemar. Achatos Yerabim Menavad Asher Chatav Asher Chatia Israel. Yerabim Chet Yerabim Talei Boy. Talibo. Whoever causes the multitudes to be righteous, sin will not occur on his account. Whoever causes the multitudes to sin, they do not give him the ability to repent. Moshe was righteous and caused the multitudes to be righteous. Therefore, the righteousness of the multitudes is hung on him. And Yeravim sinned and caused the multitudes to sin. Therefore, the sin of the multitudes is hung on him. You have to be careful to not only do good, but make sure others do good as well. The English explanation points out in the Bayer, Moshe is the greatest example of leadership that the Jewish people has ever known. He was righteous in his own right, and he taught others to be righteous as well, because the best type of leader is one that is not only righteous himself, but causes others to be as well with using Torah and mitzvahs and chesed as the springboard. 
Pergavus again warns us in 6.5 in Vav, Hey, al tevakesh gedula la'atzmecha ve'al tachamod kavod, yosem ilum decha asein, do not see greatness for yourself, do not lust for honor, more than your learning you should do. The Medrash Tenchuma points out in Tetzave, David declared a master of the universe, whenever you give a leadership role to a man, it never leaves him. The Chazguni talks about the idea that he... Yehoshua couldn't assume the leadership role once Moshe was there, but after Moshe passed, Yehoshua took it over. It's important to make sure that there are leaders in every generation, and we should be our own type of leaders in this generation, in this time period especially. Torah Arach points out in Shemos, don't wish to assume the burden of leadership. In general, make sure you take it with great responsibility and great power and great care to make sure you do it in the right way and it's done in a proper way. Moshe didn't want to assume the leadership burden, but Hashem gave it to him. Hashem put it on him. And he didn't even pray to Hashem to heal his speech defect. That's why he didn't want the, the leadership at all. The Rechaim points out in Shemos, Hashem told him he would assist him and teach him what him to say, and he would give him a spokesperson. Of course, Aaron accompanied Moshe as well. Torah points out that Moshe's refusal to accept the position of leadership was motivated exclusively by his exceptional modesty and humility. Who am I? Oh my, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the ruler of the Jewish people. Rabbeinu Chaim points out in Vayikra, Moshe tried to escape the position of leadership of the Jewish people, saying, I'm not a man of words. Even I asked Hashem to point someone else. Leadership at times should be handled with these cautionary gloves, understanding it is a great power, a great undertaking, and a great responsibility to have. He wanted to make sure that he wasn't alone with Aaron, but also to have the Shimim Dixikinim, as the Joshua Saran points out. Wanted to make sure that other men shared it with him, as the Joshua Saran also points out. Moshe didn't think that he was satisfactory enough to be the leadership. That's why he wanted to have the management team, to have Aaron, and to have the Zikinim, as the Kedas Yitzhak points out. But even Yehoshua had to make sure to have this kingdom too and make sure that those involved in the leadership were in the right roles, as Rabbeinu Bahaya points out. Bartuno points out in Pirkeos in Yud 10, hating the Rabbanut, hating the Rabbanute means that to give your full attention to the prob- to distance yourself, excuse me, from exercising rulership over a community for the Rabbanut buries those who engage in it. The Sforno points out in Shemos in Yilchet, Chafbet, they will give you the chance to give your full attention to those problems that are complicated by sharing their leader, burden of leadership with you, making sure to have other people on your team allows you to be able to handle more than one thing. The Redeeming live Relevance points out how Yehoshua and Shmuel, who were heavily involved in leadership throughout their lives, did not set up much of an administration and didn't have a coherent state apparatus, although Yehoshua had this kingdom, it wasn't the exact way to go about it because you can't go it alone. Leadership should be shared with others so as not to burn, burn out or to lose the role to ability or inability to function. We need to be able to lead in the right way. We need to be able to be sure to have the mantle of leadership in the right way, but it has to be that not it's not a burn a burnout. It's not too much of a burden. It's not too much of having it on your shoulders to be able to do so. And thinking about who the great men were for their leadership, David was a shepherd, Moshe was a shepherd, that teaches because they were able to tend to the helpless creatures. If they could tend to helpless creatures such as sheep, they could take care of those, the Jewish people who really need the help. There were many poor people who also became Torah scholars as well. 
because humble beginnings oftentimes is a key to being a good leader, to being an effective leader, and to being a proper leader. Of course, the king can't take bribes and a of course, the king can't be blinded to how he should lead, blinded by money, blinded by materialistic things, or blinded by too many wives or too many horses, the Torah tells us, which Shlomo Melech also, unfortunately, they say they say that it was a little bit of a stumble. You have to do what you can to make sure to have the right leadership, religious leadership, leadership based on the Torah and the values that Hashem instills in the Torah and in the Jewish way of life. Make sure that there is someone who is fitting for the role because a leader must be someone who is proper for the role, infusing the spirituality of Torah life with the secular, combining Torah, mitzvahs, chesed, and the daily aspects of life, especially to be humble and humility and full of humility, as Farno points out, especially to make sure that the, the generation has their king and leader, as Gorarya points out. To make sure to be merciful, not callous. Make sure to take care of the poor and the destitute, especially as the Kaviyashar points out. And it make sure that there's a moral level to have the right leadership, even outside of the land of Israel. To make sure you're level-headed, to have the right outlook and the right aspect, to look at things in the right way, as the Shnei Luchosa Bris points out. Leadership makes a person more prone to sin because the urges are greater than others, so they have to be extra careful. And You're supposed to carry a Torah with you if you're a king, as Kliyakar points out, because the leader needs to have the sound moral basis in the Torah, fighting his inclinations, all while safeguarding even the vulnerable in his midst. We need to make sure that there are leaders in the congregations, in the shuls, in the batimedrash, in the communities, in the towns, people we know we could go to who can help us, who can lead us, who can guide us. Especially in the community, especially in the rabbinate, as the Marachat Haidenim points out from the Haggadah. Leadership oftentimes is through speech, through leading, through engaging, and through uplifting and inspiring. That's why the greatest orators have become some of the greatest leaders, for good and for bad, unfortunately. It needs to be rooted in morality, and as the redeeming relevance points out, and make sure you have the right might and the right power and the right ability to lead as the heads of the generation, as the Sefer Amidos points out. And you have to know the way of the, the generation, know the way of the civility and the organization that you're a part of, Meshachach points out, and we think of leadership, we often forget that parents serve as the most basic model of benign leadership, as the redeeming relevance points out in Beratius. They've performed one of the most important leadership functions in any society, and they also go further, the redeeming relevance to point out that beyond our families, we're often expected to show leadership within our peer groups and our communities. Even if we are not given a formal leadership position, any responsible grouping of people expects all of its members to show leadership when needed. Thus, leadership is not at all limited to individuals who take on directional positions in government, community, or commerce. It is rather a life situation relevant to almost everyone. Leaders are not just mighty kings and emperors, but the commoners amongst us who know the lay of the land can help in different areas of daily, communal, and spiritual life. Got to have the halakhic and moral conscience of the Torah community, especially if it's a rabbi, a posikador, they care the critically ill point out, making, understand, making sure to understand to include people in their leadership and to make sure that it's spiritually charged leadership as Redeeming Relevance points out from Devarim and understanding that it can't be the politics and it can't be a lust or a thirst for power or a, a thirst for control. It has to be with the right aspects, the right really the right way of looking at it. We look at how leaders really need their role models. From David to Destruction points out, 
talking about Yahawash. Yahawash, under the influence of his adoptive father, Yehoyada, leads a monumental effort to refurbish the base of Migdash. It is specifically a tie-up persecution that causes Yehoash to be raised by Yehoyada and influences him to repair and restore the base of Migdash. Sefer Malachim overall characterizes Yehoash's 40 reign as a spiritual success. Yehoash's inauguration ushers in an often overlooked but critically important era. His reign marks the beginning of a string of four consecutive kings <coughs> excuse me, who uphold Torah law. Yehoash, Amatzia, Uziah, and Yotam. These kings reigned for a consecutive 137 years. This is a wonderful positive streak left a positive impact on the people. They did great, but once Yehoyada left, Yehoash wasn't able to do as well. He initiates this great streak due to the influence of his stepfather Yehoyada and the fact that he spent his formative years in the hallowed halls of the base Hamikdash. But make sure to keep that leader in your life. All the while his mentor is Kongadal was around, he did good things. Once Yehoyada wasn't around anymore, he faltered. Real good leaders continually look to others with the right influences for advice and help and guidance as real role models to help them lead those around them, including others in their decisions. Really, the best is not to need a leader at all. You know, the Jews are faulted for asking for a king like the other nations, especially phrasing it like that. And, you know, Shmuel was upset with them and told them all the things a king can do and take away from them. But really, the ideal state is for all of us to lead ourselves through the ideas of the Torah and the values written in the Torah. And of course, we have the role models, we have the rabbis, we have the role models in the, the Gedoli Hador who help us. But really, we need to be able to lead ourselves, to show ourselves what to do, to be able to make a difference in this world, to be effective leaders of our own life. We need to make sure that we can do what we can to lead in this own life in the right way. Put your will on others only if you're doing uplifting things for Torah, Mitzvah, and Chesed to make the world a better place. We need to lead in the right ways. Do what you can. Move and be a mover and shaker in your own life. Make things happen. Really jump into battle, into this world to do what you can to make sure to influence and do what we can to really get this world into a better place. The Nevi'im also were leaders. Eliyahu challenged all the fake prophets. Elisha did what he can to challenge those around him as well. We need to be the strong leaders in our lives and to do what we can to make this world a better place. Do what you can. Grab any idea, any any monumental thing you could do, any tiny thing you could do to contribute your Dalit almost to make the world a better place. Because leadership means to inspire and try to propel others to rise in their lives. It should be done with modesty and honor for the position. Realize that leadership is an honor from Hashem. To do so, it should be shared with others. True honor and leadership is not seeking or running after honor, but looking to honor and help others. If you do good for others and seek to please Hashem with your deeds, Hashem will ensure it will come back to you with real honor, with following having others follow you in the right ways. Be careful in seeking leadership roles, as it could be a slippery slope. Do it for the sake of Hashem, it will go well with His help. Real leadership that acquires respect is acquired with doing good. A good name is more powerful than any title. It only comes about through helping others by using chesed, Torah, and mitzvahs. The best type of leader is one that is not only righteous himself, but causes others to be as well with using Torah and mitzvahs as a springboard. Leadership attempts should be handled with cautionary gloves, understanding it is a great undertaking and responsibility to have. Don't go it alone. Leadership should be shared with others so as not to burn out or to lose the role or ability to function.
Leadership can and often does come from humble beginnings. A leader must be someone who is fitting for the role, infusing the spirituality of Torah life with the secular, combining Torah, mitzvahs, and chesed and the daily aspects of life. The leader needs to have a sound moral basis in the Torah, fighting his inclinations while safeguarding even the vulnerable in his midst. Leaders are not just mighty kings and emperors, but the commoners amongst us who know the lay of the, know the, lay of the land, can help in different areas of daily communal and spiritual life. Real good leaders continually look to others with the right influences for advice and help to lead those around them with including others in their decisions. We should all try to become our own best leaders in our own lives to help influence ourselves, families, and friends and not need the leadership of others. All of us are leaders in our own right. If we find our role, our mission, our contribution to the world, our lives, and the lives around us, we by definition are real leaders. The real leader jumps into battle alongside his peers. He rolls up his sleeves and helps alongside everyone else doesn't seem as literal or figurative ivory tower or office. Sometimes we are put in tough situations or challenging circumstances to make us into more a leader for ourselves and others. And when leading, make sure to always keep your spiritual conscience and compass that is the Torah and the Torah way of life. So do what you can. Be that leader. Be that good leader. Lead with the Torah way. Lead in the right way. Do what you can as the generation, so the leader. As the leader, so the generation. As the Talmud points out, we must not appoint a leader of the community without first consulting the people. Most often, the man who becomes leader is not the one who knows the way, but the one who behaves as if he does. No leader should be set over the community without first consulting it. Make sure to understand how to be a good leader. To be a leader, you have to be effective. You have to do what you can to influence people, to change people. And what can we do to lead in our own lives, to change ourselves, to make a difference? Find that passion. Find that purpose. Find that thing you could do to make an influence in this world. A small idea, a small thing here, a small thing there, another mitzvah, another chesed, another Torah thing, another initiative. There are very creative things. There are very creative people out there. Look at Rabbi Shai Groucher. Look at the others who do great things, leaders in their own right, making sure great things are done in Israel and around the world think how to be in a leader and if we could be zocha that all of us step up to lead this world to victory to good things good over evil maybe we be zocha for mashiach to come speedily in our days and may that in fact be today this has been tani talks radio where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep join us next time same time same place here on tani talks radio god willing and i'm your host tani